Hello everyone, it's Saturday, November 25th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I'm Chelsea Davidson. This episode is not sponsored by Dairy Milk, despite the fact that we will be eating a gi- an absolutely gigantic bar, honestly. Worth money. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's really, really big, and I'm I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Well, when you saw it, you went. That I've already good. ate a piece. Like that. <laughs> like we didn't even start the episode, and I was like, "Well, I'll test it for poison." Yeah. You so. get that from mom. Yeah. Do you remember Thanks, every mom. time mom would we'd have like a ten piece arrow, and then all of a sudden we had nine pieces, no, and mom would go, "I checked it for poison." Okay. So now is the perfect time to tell you that we spoil things during our podcast. So leave now or forever prepare for pop culture spoilers. This week, we will be discussing only Twist the Sisters. So, to map out this week, what we did was I picked four things that Chelsea either doesn't like or hasn't seen, and Chelsea picked four things that I don't like hold or on, haven't hold seen. Hold on a tick. I'm pretty sure everything that you're talking about... Oh, no, there's one. You have not seen it. One of my things. I think I've seen every single one of them. No, you haven't. I you didn't watch the thing that I want you to watch very, very badly, and that is one of the things I will be talking about we'll see okay this is not a we'll see this is this is the truth because no. i wanted you to watch it when i was watching it's it still you a just twist didn't sister, care. but it's a rapid twist of sister so we ha- only have a little bit limited amount of time and by limited we mean we will try to stay five within minutes. a limit five minutes i'm gonna set a timer don't do that that's not yeah. fine you have five minutes to make your case i have to start what so. five minutes each five minutes each you just go back and forth mm-hmm. like that and then, that hardly seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to end up on a tangent. And we're supposed to, uh, what, now, the way you've structured this, is it just by category, or are we supposed to award a winner at the end? No, it's just... I tried. So, what <laughs> I just, did I was, tried. I tried to find a way of connecting what I was going to be talking about to what you were talking about in the sense of either thematically, aesthetically, uh... Yeah. I, I want to stick with those. Were the two things I tried to find in common. Okay. Um, and went with that, because otherwise, how the frig were we going to have a proper face-off in the Twisted Sister with what we are going to be discussing? Okay, so we don't decide. Okay, fair enough. We leave it entirely to the viewers, okay, so, so please vote in the polls. I don't want it to be a tie, and then I feel really shitty coming in next week and being like, <laughs> bad results. <laughs> Bit of a tie. Uh, and if it goes in her favor, trust me, she will tell me immediately. Yeah. I will message her. I'll be like, ha, sis. Otherwise, you will never hear from Daisy about it. <laughs> Otherwise. I'll never mention it again. Okay. All right. So I've got five minutes on the clock to talk about Borat. So what I mean is this a feminism. It's the theory that women should be equal to men in matters economic, no, social, you are laughing. and yeah. political. That is the problem. Do you think a woman should be educated? Definitely. But is it not a problem that the woman have a smaller brain than a man? That is wrong. But the government scientist, Dr. Yamak, have proved it is wrong. size of squirrel. Your government scientist? Uh, yeah, so Dr. Yamak. He's wrong. He's wrong. Give me a smile, baby. Why angry face? <laughs> well, uh, what you're saying is very demeaning. Do you know the word demeaning? No. Okay, so I do have a question for you. Yes. Uh, my five minutes is right now. Like, this is part of my questions. Go. Have you seen Borat? Yeah. Okay. How old were you when you saw to Borat? To be clear, that was yes. Um, How old were you? I was about eight or ten. Okay. So, Borat... There were parts of it Mom tried to cover my eyes. Just a very... Yes, definitely. There's some, some testicular parts. 
that <laughs> she didn't want you to see. <laughs> so, so borrow it. Right. For the chocolate is in my mouth. I'm going to die. It's not in your die. mouth anymore. It's in your nose. <laughs> so, so the great thing about Borat, in my opinion, and why it's worth a rewatch for you, is that Borat has aged extremely well. Because it was never politically correct in the first place. Is it a very nice? It's a very nice. No, it's, it's still not. it's still very very funny, and it's really great in the sense that like we know who this person is. Like when Borat first came out, not that many people knew, and like the Ali G show and all of that, there was not a lot of people who knew about it. So he was able to get away with doing a lot of catching people out because they didn't know who Sasha Baron Cohen was. Because they didn't know who Sasha Baron Cohen was. And so they were able to really catch glimpses of how society really is. Not everything, like there are some stuff that is very clearly set up, but there were moments in the film that are genuine captures of racism in America. And they used the character of Borat, who's very funny, like just an absolute caricature of a, a character. Um, but they were able to really highlight America. And I t honestly, I don't think that much has changed. If anything, it's gotten worse. The people have gotten more explicitly that way. It's not implicit in the way it was before. Mm. And uh, that's why I think it is definitely worth a rewatch now. I mean, it's it's clearly valid enough that they made a sequel in the last few years. So, And didn't she win an award for it, the girl? I think she did get nominated for like a Golden Globe or something of that nature. So, um, No, I think she won. Like, she actually won. Do you want me to check? Sure. I will use my time. To check. You can that, check after the five minutes when I'm trying to convince you. That's totally fine. I no, don't need you to check right now. I will check right now. That's, this is how confident I am in the quality of Borat. I'm confident that she won, and it doesn't affect the fact that it's not that good of a movie. Why is it not a good movie, in your opinion? Because I know that it's... So, the best way for me to describe it is, it is all of the things you've said, all of the good parts of it, mm -hmm. but it's also super hyperbolic. It's really over the top, it's very in your face, and it's kind of lackluster and comes off cheesy to me because of that. It comes off as like, you know, a very nice is like all he is. Like that's the only thing people quote from that film. But you have don't remember it, do you? That's my point. The film itself is unrememberable like it's unrememberable. Unmemorable? Thank you. I'm having a problem. Yeah. I'm having a serious problem. Mm -hmm. Um because they remember how ridiculous he was. They don't remember the actual message of the movie. Because it gets lost in translation. Like, he was so much of a character of a the lot. character. So, so you're blaming the that, movie because of the audience? No, I'm saying that that's something that needed to be thought out a bit better before they put this out there. That's, that's kind of like hating the character of Barney on How I Met Your Mother. Because the people who love Barney are people that are like Barney. That's not why Barney exists. Like, the whole character on How I Met Your Mother. That's not the same thing, though. It's not, like, only people who are like Borat like Borat. It's people only, mem like, they remember Borat because he is so over the top. They don't remember the statements and what they're showing about America, what you mentioned. And that's why you should watch it. I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about you. You're trying to get me to watch it? I'm twisting the sister, not uh. twisting the entire world. Okay. Anything else you want to no, okay. say? Your five minutes are done? I have 48 seconds left. Okay. I'm, I'm You're just going to eat? I'm You're just going to eat now? I am going to take a chocolate. So, some, what is it, ASMR of Chelsea chewing? <laughs>
Very nice. And now, and now this is the incisor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. Well, thoughts? I probably won't watch it again, just because I don't really like it. I'm sorry. You don't know that you don't like it. You don't I, even remember it. I do it. know. I remember watching it. All you remember like, is not being able to see his balls. That's all you remember. No. Trust oh, me, I can see stuff. Mom put blankets over my head, and there are holes in the blankets. Yeah, she put so, a crocheted blanket <laughs> yes. over your head. So Genius it's, move, it's Mom. Not, it's not fully hidden. We don't even have that blanket anymore, which is a bit of a shame, because that was fun. Doing the whole, like, sneaking So you're just going to say no? I will eventually watch it, but it's not going to be in the next few years, probably. Okay. So I lost this one. But you didn't lose it. The restarting. Now it's you. Okay, so 2019 film Jojo Rabbit... Someday you'll meet someone special. Why does everyone keep telling me that? Who else tells you that? Everyone? Anyway, it's a stupid idea. You're stupid. Love is the strongest thing in the world. I think you'll find that metal is the strongest thing in the world, followed closely by dynamite and then muscles. Besides, I wouldn't even know it if I saw it. Surprise, surprise. The shoelaces are undone again. Oh, Cho-Cho. You'll know when it happens. You'll feel it. It's a pain. My ass, I bet. In your tummy. Like, like you're full of butterflies. Yuck. Yeah, yuck. Come on, Shitla. Let's get the move on. And go. Okay. So, um... You have, first off, you already know I'm a fan of emotional impact in films, and one of the single most emotionally impactful things... The seat. ...is the shoe scene, because it builds to this. It's something that they foreshadowed. It is the only thing I remember from the movie. It's the only thing you remember? I, all but I remember it's because they built bored. up to it. And, and um, I mean, like, Hitler they, being his imaginary friend, They basically. built up to it. But that's actually a very key part of it, because it also shows that the real victims of the war are children. No matter the nationality, no matter if you were the Jewish people who were being killed, or the ones who were having, like, um, like ideological poisoning because of the Nazi regime, mm-hmm. y- the people who were victims of the war were the children. Because the main character, Jojo, he learns because his mom is against it. And the whole part of it with the dancing and stuff, which I'm going to argue that there's a lot more than just the children that were victims of that war. Well, of course. But I mean, the point of the film is to to emphasize this. To focus on the victims being the children. To emphasize that. Um, And one of the things that's actually important is to explain the shoe scene, spoiler alert in advance. In the movie. Big spoiler alert. If you want to see Jojo Robert, Jojo Robert. Jojo yeah, Rabbit. Do not listen to us for the next two minutes if you feel that this is something that might... It's going to ruin the film for you. Yeah. Go ahead. So, in the movie, Scarlett Johansson, who, by the way, doesn't have an Oscar, which I think is crazy. This girl's got a Tony, but not an Oscar. Whatever. Um, she... You know you're on the clock when you she, say shit like I know, that, right? I know. She plays his mother in it, and she's very much um, against the Nazi regime. She's... Uh, rebelling against it. She's trying to teach the son to have his own opinion and his own views, not just follow the crowd and conform. Including her own opinions. Yes, including her own. And she does this, one of the things that she does that's very key is that she she dances a lot. And the reason she dances is actually because the Nazi regime itself was like very 
Um, they tried to get rid of the spirit of dance and it's stuff like this. It's a very minor thing in the story, but the fact that she dances, it comes back into it at the end of the movie. It's a form of rebellion. Yeah. As a form of rebellion. At the very end of the movie, uh, Jojo's character who, through this whole thing, his imaginary friend is Hitler and because he idolizes him, he thinks he's awesome because of what he's been taught. He very much embraces that. And then by the end of the film, he's a very different person. He's thinking for himself. And the thing that gets this whole thing in motion is not just his mom, but she's actually hiding a Jewish girl in their home. And this Jewish girl, like, she was supposed to be getting married or something, and her fiancé died of, like, tuberculosis or something. That's a completely different issue. But he starts to have a crush on her, and he has, like, this whole issue with himself. Like, she's Jewish, but I hate Jewish people. What's mm -hmm. going on here? And while that's all going on, during this whole time in the war, he his life is at risk, because at one point they're having, like, bombs going off and stuff like that. But at around this time, you find out the shoe scene that we were talking about, his mother is killed. And you find this out because there's a bit of foreshadowing beforehand. She's trying to get him to tie his shoelaces. She shows him how to tie his shoelaces. Does this whole thing with the shoelaces and the shoes. And she has very distinct shoes. Because a lot of the shoes of that time, they all are like black shoes and dusty and old looking shoes. Her shoes look like basically like she went to the circus and stole some from a clown. They're very colorful. They're pretty shoes. And when he sees her feet because he's following a butterfly. It's the framing of the shot. The framing is outstanding because you see her feet hanging there and he sees that the shoelace is undone and he ties the shoelace so it's perfect and he hugs her feet and he cries his eyes out and it is devastating. There's about five seconds where he goes from looking at her feet to looking up at her and it is horrific to see because it is exactly what you wouldn't want to happen. As it's a jolting. As, yeah, and it's so hurtful. I didn't know she died in it, which is crazy, because I know a lot of spoilers before I actually see stuff. Yeah, I had no idea either. But I was devastated. It was a very well-kept secret. Um, it hurt me. 45 seconds. And uh, the tone itself is a bit odd, which sometimes people enjoy that, some people don't. So whether or not that convinces you to watch it know that that is something to look forward to. You're supposed to be convincing me. And I'm I already told you that you. that's the most compelling scene in the movie. Tell me why the movie is compelling. You have 28 seconds. Because it's a statement about the time and that I already said that the children were the real victims of the war. And then it shows like both sides of it. Her, I don't feel like that movie experience. really tells that story though to me. They follow like children in a Nazi camp for most of the film. And his time with his mom who's trying to get him to be an independent thinker for most of the film. It's a great movie. Whether or not you're convinced, I don't really care. I just want to convince the world to watch it, because it's worth the watch. I, I think everyone should watch it. At least once. Oh. So, I win, because you've just told them they should watch they it. They should watch it. But yeah. you're supposed to and convince... They... You're twisting the sister. Well, you're you didn't not twist, twist me with Borat. I know. So, I don't think so we both really lose. deserves the win. We both lose. Okay. So we're this gonna is going to happen with all of these things. I'm not... I disagree. I disagree. It's going to happen with all of them. All right, them. What's, what's my next movie that I'm... Next up, you have... Barbie. Hey, what's wrong? I'm not pretty anymore. What? You're so pretty. I'm not stereotypical Barbie pretty. Note to the filmmakers, Margot Robbie is the wrong person to cast if you want to make this point. You're beautiful. It's not just that. I'm not smart enough to be interesting. You're so smart. I can't do brain surgery. I've never flown a plane. <laughs> I'm not the president. No one on the Supreme Court is me. 
I'm not good enough for anything. Oh, you know how deeply I love Barbie. Okay, so Barbie, how much you love Barbie? Barbie, Barbie to me. I mean, mm, not only Barbie is it you. one of the biggest movies of the year, of the year, like no question, huge film. But so more dramatic. importantly, more importantly, Barbie was one of those things that, like, in your mind, you think superficial, plastic, blonde, doll, how how deep are we going to get? You're thinking it's going to be very surface level, very silly, whatever it's going to be, right? This movie cut deep. This movie speaks to core aspects of being, like, on a, like a philo philosophical level. Just the idea of being a human being idea of being a woman I shed so many tears at that scene where she's talking to the creator of Barbie bowling my eyes out because I watched the scene where they went through different aspects of being a woman from like the young age all the way to the old age all and these just different life. things yeah just going through life specifically going through a woman's life right and she chooses even knowing that it's temporary even though it ends in death she chooses that she would rather be a person and and what that means but it's it's just so well done and like the motifs throughout this film run well throughout it. and then of course there's the other part of the film as well which is like the more f hard feminist kind of attitude towards it there are very very good um good Monologues? ways that they, no good ways that they construct for you to understand why patriarchy, the concept of patriarchy, is toxic to both sides of the patriarchy. Is toxic to both. It is just as bad as it is for the men as it is for the women. And it hurts both of them. And and women have been taking the brunt of it for a long time, but men don't realize that it hurts them too. Uh, and, and they speak to that. And I mean, one of the great things about it is that in Barbie, like it's a complete reversal of, of real life. In that the women think that they've fixed everything for women and they run everything and it is like the same way that men run everything outside and so you are able to use that as kind of like a like that's not good either like that is the equivalent Having of the patriarchy them all run it. the matriarchy if you will is just as bad and they and they agree by the end of it that it is just as bad because they're not hearing yeah. both sides yeah so that is another part of it um and then, like, just from an artistic perspective as well, there are some films that even if, like, the content itself wasn't very interesting or anything like that, Greta Gerwig, I mean, the woman put a, a, a crisis on pink paint, for God's sake. Like, that you couldn't get pink paint for a period of time because she made, she made everything real. It's not, like, CG heavy. She did everything in her power to make everything as close to, like, a Wizard of Oz type musical. You like the Wizard of Oz? Mm -hmm. She did everything in her power to make it like that, where it was a soundstage. And everything was like painted and backdrops and we're not going to use like fake stuff at the bottom we're gonna physically move waves across the bottom of the screen just roll them across mm -hmm. and and do like little touches like that that's unheard of in this day and age like people will just be like oh, just you know we'll, we'll fix it in post. CGI it fix it in post so from an artistic perspective from a thematic perspective and from a deep philosophical sense of what it means to be a human specifically a woman I think that this movie is fantastic and well worth a second watch. Well, well worth a second watch. I watched it and I was excited for it because 
You wouldn't shut up about it. I oversold it to you? No, like, you made it sound like it was the most amazing thing you'd ever seen in your whole life. And this is... This is coming off of the fact that you wouldn't shut up about Daisy Jones and the Six, which is very right up your alley. So, like, the fact that you lost it over Barbie, I was like, oh, okay, it might be worth my time. But having seen it, I think you very much are overselling it. Because I think that what you've mentioned is there... But you make it sound like it's such a crazy experience. Like, oh my god, you're never going to be the same after you've seen it. I think it's because I already kind of felt the way the message was sent. It's not that impactful for me because that's the truth. That's just, that is the truth of the situation. So that that's supposed to be eye-opening for me. Doesn't happen it's at all. It's not eye-opening. It's just, it's a movie made for you. Those, that doesn't happen often. Just, but it's reflecting what we already think. Like well, you I'm and I already talk. think I'm not it. To say so, anything anymore, I'm, so I'm not. I'm. Oh. I'm not allowed to say anything. Maybe so what's your judgment call? Decent movie. I think you're overselling it, though. Did I twist you? I didn't twist you. No, because I I've just seen it. I'm not gonna watch it again for a while. So, so the argument was that I did twist you. No, <laughs> just I twisted no. you a few days too early. Whatever. Okay. Okay. All right, so now your turn. Very different. I, I went the more fun route um, because this is straight up a rom-com and it's not very deep and philosophical. Just tell tell us what the movie is. We will be discussing Broken Hearts Gallery. You need to explain to him what's going on. No, I don't. He's a moron. Look at him. Like you're so evolved. All men are morons. We let you run things. Not the humanity speech. You were on the planet. You started wars, killed the bees, you raped and pillaged. And if you opened your eyes to what was going on in the world, you'd never stop crying. I feel I had nothing to do with that, but I will take it, okay? As far as men go, he's way stupider than I am. Dude, you do realize I'm standing right here and I can hear. Yeah, well, I pointed at you. Listen up. You're not sick. You need to tell him what's going on. No, I, I will be outside. Honey, can you We're not that? going to be late. All right. Nick, you're not sick, buddy. Oh, I feel very ill. Right. You're heartbroken, bro. So, Broken Hearts Gallery is a 2020 film that because it was made in the pandemic, it did shit in the box office. Most people don't even know what it is. It's on Netflix in Canada, so go watch it now. It's actually worth it. Is it it really on Netflix? Yes, and it's amazing because on Netflix, they actually play it properly. I bought the Blu-ray, very excited to re-experience it. And they actually bleep out the swear words that they let play on Netflix. So I was a little hurt by that. But on a completely separate on issue... On the Blu-ray? Yes, on the Blu-ray. They bleep it out. Because it's supposed to have that feel of, like, you know, when they used to bleep stuff out? It's supposed to do that. And I think it's kind of weird, because I already experienced it when you hear them just say the F-bomb. It feels really strange when they change it. Anyway, back on track. Um, Broken Hearts Gallery, basically, if I could summarize it, you, the, the whole idea is, what if you kept something from every relationship you were ever in, I've so seen you this never, movie. so you never forget it? I've seen this movie, by the way. Well, you told me you hadn't, so make I up your mind. Wrong. Um, so the whole idea is that you, what happens make if you take something, <laughs> yeah, what happens if you take something You're supposed from, to be twisting me. Shut up! You're eating my time. Sorry, okay. Um, uh, Go ahead. If you took something from every relationship you were in, and it has, like, a reminder, as a memento of that time, so that you never forget it. And the whole reason that the main character is doing this is because her mom is losing her memory and stuff. But that's something you learn about halfway through. Um, but it, I found, when I watched it, that it is a modern rom-com, but it felt like a classic. It felt the same amount of comfort and rewatchability 
that when Harry Met Sally gives, that 10 Things I Hate About You gives off, that 13 Going On 30 gives off. You could watch it over and over again and enjoy it for all the reasons you enjoyed it the first time. You have Canadian representation as well. Shout out to Canada. Because the main character um, is played by Geraldine. I don't know how to say her last name, so I'm really going to butcher it and I feel really bad. Vishwanathan? I don't know. What's her? Let me see. Do you have the writing? Yes. This this one often? I, I feel really Vishwanathan. Yeah. Um, she's Canadian. It was also filmed in Toronto. As well as little parts of it were filmed in New York, but most of it was filmed in Toronto. Um, and uh, it's unique, the concept is, because a lot of people don't think about this, but it is something that you do. You keep something from relationships. And it's sometimes it's a photo. Sometimes it's, oh, this is their shirt. This is their scarf. This is... A, a, a baseball cap they had. Like, it could be any little thing, but it's something that you remember and buy. But the main character in this keeps that from every relationship. And the whole idea is after her career kind of takes a bit of a rough turn, she decides that she wants to open her own gallery, which comes in, in handy for, I want to say Dacker Montgomery. That's how I always say his name. I don't know if that's right. Yeah. Um, he played Billy in Stranger Things. You probably know him from that. Or you might know him from when he did uh, Power Rangers a few years ago. What? He did Power Rangers, the new Power Rangers. Oh, okay, I didn't know um, that. But uh, point being... He's in it, and he's trying to open the Chloe Hotel, which he has a whole downstairs plan, but he hasn't really planned upstairs. So she goes, perfect. What's a Chloe Hotel? That's the hotel he's making. It's called the Chloe Hotel. Okay. Um, And she goes, perfect. You don't know what you want to do upstairs. I'll take that, and I'll make it a gallery space. So anyone who has a broken heart, they can bring whatever they took from that relationship, and we can put it in the gallery, and we'll have a big opening. It'll be great. And as this progresses, they kind you can see that they're kind of falling in love, but, like, he doesn't want to fall in love because he's been burnt in the past, and she's kind of ignoring it because she's like, we work together, we don't want to mix business with pleasure, but that didn't work well for me last time. Um, her friends are amazing. Uh, one of them is a model who is constantly going from, like, Russian model to Russian model that she's dating, and she said, like, one of her lines in it is that she's going to have to make up with the Russians or Putin's going to have her killed. And it's very funny. Um, and the other friend, she's in a relationship with a guy who basically says nothing. And it seems perfect for their dynamic because she constantly is very vocal about her own opinions. And she's a little dark. Why is it worth watching? Because it feels like a classic. I already told you this. It feels like a classic. What's a classic? I told you, When Harry Met Sally, 10 Things I Hate About You. Feels like a classic rom-com. Yes. And okay. it's still unique. But it's something that you can watch over and over again. It's worth your time, worth the watch. Please go see it, because no one watched it during the pandemic. They, they were planning on doing a second one of these, and they never did it, because it didn't make the money that it should have, because it was made in the pandemic. It's also very girl power. It's smart. It's funny. It's, it's witty. The writing's great. That's all I have to say. Watch it if you want to. Remember it if you want to. Whatever you want to do, Charles. Remember it if you want to. Okay, so you're out of time. Do you remember the movie? I do remember the movie. Yes. Bits and pieces, not perfectly. I'm going to give you one little note. It is not a classic. I would say it's kind of mediocre. It is a classic. However, I just hit add to my queue on Netflix. Therefore, you win. Yay! You win one. Thank you. Yes. You should watch it again. It's so I, I just added it it's, to my queue. It's so good. When I can get you out it's of my so house, good. I can it's go so and funny. watch it on Netflix. It's so good and it's so funny. Okay, on to round three. What, what's round three? It's the show that I haven't seen. 
show that you 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 show that I watched. This is last the night. one that you. I'm pretty sure you mentioned oh, this a couple sorry, episodes ago. With the chocolate bar. I'm pretty sure this is a show you mentioned a couple episodes ago that you said you were going to talk to I me about. I did mention this a couple yes. episodes ago. Yes, this that was trash this people in their twenties. <laughs> Go ahead, intro it. We will be talking about girls. I hope Jess is at least like appreciative. <laughs> she should be. We are really giving of ourselves being like models of female friendship. And giving up so much valuable writing time. All for her good. This isn't for my health. That's bullshit. Excuse me? You're not doing her any good by taking her out of rehab. But she said it was time for her to go. Oh, wow. When was the last time an addict lied? Oh my god, that's so true. They totally lied. My friend Rachel is fully addicted to Blueberry Red Bull, and she always tells me that she hasn't had one, but she tells me, like, with a blue tongue. I just don't really think you understand the nature of female friendship. You're right, I don't. And I don't want to if it involves ignoring all logic and being totally hysterical. Well, you're not really there for your friends in any way. I mean, come to think of it, like when Chad busted open his knee. I couldn't get involved because it was under very illegal and illicit circumstances. Okay. I mean, Adam was there for you when you went totally batshit insane and, like, decided to cut your hair like a little boy on a fancy cookie box. I just think that women get stuck in this, like, vortex of guilt and jealousy with each other that keep them from seeing situations clearly. Women get stuck? Okay, now you sound like one of those guys who thinks a woman should never be president because her menstruation will cloud her judgment. But they shouldn't. It'd be president because it, it could, their, their judgment. Okay, well, Jessa wants to leave. Well, you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you just might find you... <laughs> get what you want. <laughs> so, girls came on the scene like a hot little... Hot little flame, honestly. Because of Lena Dunham. Because of Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham being naked, Lena Dunham being Lena Dunham. One of the greatest Her things... being vocal about it as well. Yeah. Like, she self-promoted. Oh, yeah. Well, one of the greatest things in the very first episode... I'm pretty sure it's the very first episode. If not, I'm... I'm it's got to be the second. She is saying, I think I'm the voice of my generation. Or a voice <laughs> of a generation. And she says that to her parents... While she is very clearly not sober anymore, she passes out after shortly after saying this statement. They have to like wake her up. They pay for her hotel and leave tip money. And she leaves when she goes to leave. She takes the money with her because that's the kind of person that she is. And they've cut her off, so now she's gonna have. So she to, needs the money. <laughs> so now she's in her twenties and she has to like learn how to live independently and not just be a trashy piece of crap like. A lot of 20-year-olds, unfortunately, are. They're horribly naive about the, the state of the world, and they have a tendency to be irresponsible in a wild way. Blowing off steam when they got no money to spend, things like that. Ain't that the truth. And, <laughs> ain't that the truth. <laughs> and you kind of have the interesting four-person model mm -hmm. that is very common in Sex and the City, uh, Golden Girls, um... Desperate Housewives, all those sorts there's of shows. There's more than four women in, that, in Desperate Housewives, by there's the way. A, I a, find that a little fun. There's stuff. a primary four when the series starts, though. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have all of these different focuses for each of them. Like, um, Shoshana is horribly naive and young, the youngest one out of all of them. But she does experience a lot of growth. Um, and then you also have Marnie. Marnie is like the responsible voice of reason one but she's also horribly selfish and they mm -hmm. all have a massive flaw that is like that paints them throughout the entire series um 
Lena Dunham's character, Hannah, she wants to be a writer so bad, but she's reckless in so many different ways because of it. And she just feels like, well, it's all, it's all for, it's all copy. She's got a Nora Ephron sort of attitude without Nora Ephron sort of like work ethic. Oh, excuse me. I've ate way too many chocolates at this point. I'm starting to feel quite ill. Um, and then there is Jessa and Jessa is, she's like exotic and she's from England, but she's a hippie and she's a free spirit and all of that. But she's also like now being forced to work and she just doesn't want to do it. So all of these like characteristics of her, she now has to kind of like build together. One, one of the best scenes, it, not the best scenes, but one of, one of the greatest episodes is when um, they meet this wealthy, I don't even know what he does. I, I want to say stockbroker, but I can't even remember. <laughs> um, and he thinks he wants to be a musician and things like that. And he takes back Marnie, and, who, who's Allison Williams, and Jessa, who's Jemima Kirk takes him back to his apartment with the hopes of having a threesome with them and she just says to him that's just not gonna happen and he just loses his mind and starts yelling at her do you even know what it's like to work a day in your life and she goes no please tell us and like that is just <laughs> the attitude of like some of them and they are really when you watch them you're just like you're not that good a person but highly freaking relatable because everybody's gone through their 20s everyone's felt like I'm a piece of shit and I can't get it together, and I can't figure this out, and I just want to get a break. So they're a relatable mess. They are entirely relatable, but they are terrible people. Mm -hmm. um, I think it is well worth the watch. It is the antithesis of what we were talking about with St. Elmo's Fire, where, which was a few weeks ago, where I said that they're, they're causing the problems for themselves. This, I don't feel like they're causing many of the problems. I think a lot of the problems... Or just are happening because of them being young. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of circumstance. I mean, they do do some things that really mess things up. <laughs> um, Who's yeah. the one that Adam Driver's with in it? I can't give this justification. Like, there's there's so much to talk about. Five minutes would never be enough. Girls could be an episode in and of itself. Okay. Who's the one that Adam Driver's with? Adam, in real mean in real Not life? in real life. In the show. And uh, he starts off with Hannah. That doesn't help me. Lena Dunham? Lena Dunham's character, yes. Yeah. Well, the way you said he starts off with yeah. them makes me think he's going to trade well. women. Sorry. He's going to be trading girls at there. some point because you just said he starts off with her. There, I can't really talk about it anymore, but there are other men in the show as well that are very interesting as well, um, including, what's his name? Andrew, or are you talking about Andrew, blah, 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 the gay guy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. His, I mean, he's got he's got a great part that's like a nothing part in the first season when it when you first see him. Yeah. But then by the fourth season, he's like a You're series he's a series regular. <laughs> he like oh, I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. I'm just saying that it is very much worth it because even though you watch these people and they're bad, they are relatable because at some point you have been down that road where you go at least one of them where you're just like I've yeah. done that. I've been that. I've been that shitty person. I've been that bitch. <laughs> I've been that shitty bitch. I've been that girl. Yeah. It's like you can shake your head in judgment at some of them, but then you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I just did what she did, so. Yeah. I can't judge anymore. Maybe I should shut up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I'm done. I'm not allowed to talk anymore. I'd I watch it. I'd watch it so you can have that one. Um, really? Yeah, you can Yay! have it. Well, it's already on By the my way, list. It's very, very so. short, so like you can watch it over the course of like maybe a weekend. You probably get through it. All of girls. Entirely, yes. You liar! It took you a month. 
That's because they were coming out. It took more than months. It took years because yeah. they were coming out. You want to know how long Girls is? Isn't it only like four or six seasons? It's six seasons. Yeah. That's not going to be a weekend. You, you think I sit in front of a TV? There's 30 minutes exactly. Almost exactly. A season? No, 30 minutes per episode. How many episodes? Are there eight? Hold on. I'm so it's the only way that's, that math I'm, is going to be math I'm looking it up. There are 62 episodes. So Jesus Christ. 62 episodes. So that's 31 really hours. 31 hours. Yeah. Which you could watch potentially. Like, it's a tight weekend. But you want me to sit in front of a TV for a my half, weekend? Fifteen and a half hours. So per my day. entire time of being awake, <laughs> I will I will you sit could, in front of the TV. If you start on a Friday night, easy. Oh okay. Ten ten ten. Oh okay. Yeah. On a Friday night and get ten hours in. Well, I, I guess like a you. little bit. <laughs> I go to bed bit. at six a.m. I will see you at dinner. <laughs> I'm just gonna not maybe, be away. Maybe not. <laughs> the math doesn't exactly work out there, but maybe like six hours, Jones. Yeah. Not ten, ten, Whatever. ten. I don't um, know when your night starts and when it ends. Who am I to say? The night never ends, Josie. Yeah, the night never ends with you. You're up at like four in the morning messaging me and I'm just like, silence like on the two. phone. It's like two in the I morning. I am going drama to sleep. Queen. I need to go and okay. be a productive member of society. Okay. Cause this is a bit of a pivot. So this is something that is very close to my heart. I cannot wait for the, sh the show to end so that I can collect it as a whole. That's a weird way to start. I cannot wait for the show to end. <laughs> so I can collect it. Like, I, you know you how I am. You want a complete series. Yeah. I want that set. nice box set. I want it. I like the We're slim line. We're still so old school. Like, everyone's yeah. like, I stream. I, I don't stream. even, I don't even have a Blu-ray player. What's going to happen I'm when like, the, well, the robots take over and then they only want to stream what they want to stream for you? Huh? What happens when You'll the power come to goes me. out? You'll come to me. You use your generator and you watch a movie. A yes. traditional movie. Yes. That's how you do it. Or you get one of those little portable DVD players. That's also the shit. That That's where it's true. at. Um, so what I will be talking about very much a pivot, is Outlander. Don't shave your beard. Four days girl since we left Kingston. Funny. You have some new white hairs here. Hmm. I was little wonder if I have. I'm surprised I didn't have a full head of white hair after all I've suffered these past few months. So, 2014 show... Uh, just a brief summary, because I don't know if you know what it's about. You have Claire, who is, uh, Katrina Bath. Um, Based she... on the Diana Galvedon series, Yes, right? I need to read the books, but completely separate issue. It's big. Um, so, she is just out of the British Army. She was a nurse out of World War Two, and she goes on kind of like her second honeymoon with her husband named Frank, who was like an MI6 officer, but now he's like happy to be chilling as an Oxford historian, which seems a little odd to me, but you do you, Frank. Um, <laughs> but they decide to go to Scotland, and while they're there, he hears about these like magic rocks. You, you... do love Scottish shit. Yeah. So like, so like they go to Scotland, and there's supposed to be these magic rocks that put you through time, and she's like, sure, right. And she touches it, and girl goes through time. She ends up in 1743, which was like really bad in Scotland, like wars were going on and shit. Um, so she meets Jamie Fraser at this you time. You sound like a girl's character when you're describing this. She meets Jamie Fraser, who is played by Sam Hewen. And when this show starts, you're really worried about her life in this time because, like, not only were women treated like shit, like, she's surrounded by dudes, which means at any point you could be assaulted. Because, like, 
it's like society now but with no rules like even more chaos um so you're really worried about that but then there's like an added twist that the villain in the past in 1743 is played by the same actor who is her husband in world war ii time so you have that whole thing going on but her husband his ancestor because like the whole reason the actor's playing both both people is because it's like his great 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 grandfather or whatever he is a total asshole like i mean the worst one of the worst villains i've ever seen in my life like you talk about how i'm breaking bad you have some bad villains in that that you're like have oh you my god breaking bad not the point chelsea okay. we're not going to talk about breaking bad right now he is terrible like he is so terrible like he does stuff that is not just morally gray it's black like it is so dark um it's like that was my tangent for that also for people who are like into time travel this has like a little bit of that but it's also wait does she travel back and forth yes she does throughout the series she goes back in time and then back why would to you ever go back but that's the whole issue because like stuff okay. happens where like lives are in danger and he's like go back and he sends her and you're like you don't know if you're ever gonna get back may to i him. ask a question sure is it an hour-long episode um they range anywhere between like 45 minutes to just over an hour like the range is probably about 52 minutes i'd say if you average it out okay worth it though it's so good the first season i was hooked because the first season's actually split into two parts but after that it's just like normal seasons so good um it's also very hot and steamy like you get some nice sex scenes <laughs> in it and it, it you are very much on team jamie before the end of like the second episode because, like, this guy, he's going to love her for the rest of his life and her life and all of the lives that they live while they time travel. Um, very high stakes as well. There is war going on, and there are a lot of, like, bloody adventurous scenes that, like, you'd see in, like, Lord of the Rings and shit. You also get that but as well did, as the stuff. How does that relate stuff. to her, though? Like, how is that? Because she's with him, and she's, like, trying to be a nurse and stuff, and they think, like, she's a witch. In the war? Yeah, because, like, the, the, Scot the Scottish were at war at the time. Yeah. So, like, she's just got out of a war, and so she's, she's, like, right back in it. So she's a nurse. And because she's war. a nurse, she can, like, heal people and stuff, so naturally they think she's a witch. So then she goes on trial for, like, because witchcraft. Okay. Um, That's part of it? A, a very small part of it. Um, oh there's also, I already mentioned, women are being treated poorly, so you find out that there's other women who may or may not be either witches or can also time travel, which is kind of interesting. Um, you have some plot twists in it where, like, she goes forward in time, comes back in time, and shit's changed. And you are like, whoa! And they also have kids in it, and they grow up, and you see them when they're young. It's all over the place. It's very, very good, though. It's not one of those things that you can get lost in, the way in Game of Thrones, if you miss a season, you're like, whoa, what's going on? It's not like that. So you I can pick up in the fifth season of Outlander no, and figure things out. <laughs> no, no, It's something that you can follow, is my point. You can follow it easily enough. And enjoy it because it's good. Plus, a slight little note. Because it's good. Just, just for me, just for me in general, because I have like fifteen seconds. Um, there's Celtic music in it as like the main themes. I like it so much. I have a sign in my room now that is the song. Did you just from... say Celtic? Yeah. Celtic. 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 Some people say Celtic. No, there's the Boston Celtics. You, you have one second. Okay, anyway. I'm sorry, I'll give, I'll give you um, more time. And there's also scenic locations, so if you like Scotland and Ireland, you're, it's just going to feed into your soul, because it made me want to travel there. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. Even though it's, like, really rough times. So beautiful. Okay, so 
You should watch it. You no, really like freaking it. audience. War is never going to pull me into something. I don't like war movies, but I love it because it feels like, you know how in Lord of the Rings? I'm sorry. Like, they're in I the adventure. I think you're over time. No, you're talking about the war thing. This is mm. something you could have discussed with me at the time instead of being like, you have 15 seconds. I didn't say anything. You I showed just me the phone. I did not show you the phone. I just made it so that it was there visible to you. I don't like war stuff either, okay. but it has more adventure feel than war feel. Is my point. Okay. Like adventure action. Like then Indiana action. Jones. Well, he's like, not gonna whip out a whip any second. Oh, he's gonna whip something out from the sounds of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think you're just a pervert. It's so good, Chelsea. <sighs> Their love story's See, beautiful, but everything going around watched, that they have to overcome is also beautiful. I watched the first episode of this and I just could not get into it. It just felt too soap opera. Oh my god, no. No, you have to keep going. So you have to uh, keep going. I, I didn't go and add it to my list, so I think that right there in of itself. Says, you got stuck on the war thing. That was solved no, in moments. No, like it's it's a compelling, interesting concept, but I feel like there's like faults in the execution. There isn't. You haven't <laughs> watched it. You watched one episode. I watched one episode. You were barely introduced to what actually happens. The first episode's boring because she spends half of the episode with Frank, who's a waste <gasps> of space. You need to more than the first maybe episode. one day i will watch it so i guess if you, you get win. through if you get I through the you first win. season you'll watch the whole thing it's not a great win but you've won yay okay two out of three all right what's next what are we our about? last round you will be discussing star wars uh, uh everything's under control situation normal what happened uh hit a slight weapons malfunction but uh everything's perfectly all right now we're fine we're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? We're sending a squad up. Uh, uh, negative, negative. We have a, a reactor leak here uh, now. Give us a few minutes to lock it down. Uh, largely very dangerous. Who is this? What's your operating number? Uh, conversation anyway. Whoa, we're gonna have company! I feel crazy, is it? <laughs> I feel ill-prepared to talk about Star Wars because it's so vast. No, I'd like to... Okay. So vast. Okay, am I, am I... you can go over your five minutes for this because I also want to mention, I am... I'm, I wouldn't say I'm not a fan of Star Wars. I just think Star Wars itself is a bit overrated because having seen it, I enjoyed it, but not enough that I'm like, oh my God, I gotta watch Hold it on. every year. May the 4th be with you. What am I trying to swing you on? Which... Which... Just the original trilogy? I don't care what you want to swing me on. You you pick Star Wars. You picked a map. No, you, you decide on the you map where you, you want to go. You mentioned that I don't like Star Wars very much. No, I said and I, I went, think it's overrated. What? I said I think it's overrated. Okay. And I also think that people hating on the first part is ridiculous because it's it. I wouldn't say it's just as good as later. Prequels? Yeah, everyone shits on the prequels, but the prequels have their own value separate from the original trilogy. Which, by the way, what the hell is with that? Episode 4, 5, and 6, and then we're gonna go to 1, 2, and 3. What is with that? Was he planning out six movies? And just didn't want to go in order? It turned out there was nine. And he killed the best character in one of them. a bunch of sprinklings. I can't okay. even get it's over my the fact turn that he killed his best character. You are definitely like, eating into my time now. Like, I just tried I to keep it running. I said you but... can go over five minutes. Don't worry okay. about Hold it. Hold on a tick. Okay. He kills his best character. So, like, a Star fool. Wars is the journey. Star Wars is, as you would say, a classic. It's and not a classic. It's a classic because it embodies the, the template for a majority of adventure movies moving forward. Like, The Matrix follows the exact same hero's journey... 
it is entirely the same in terms of like beat for beat this is how it's going to happen but star wars was one of the first major motion pictures to do so there's a few others but the the first major one and what's really compelling about it is that it kept going like most heroes journey like you have the story and that kind of stops there or it just duplicates it for any sort of sequels they went different routes with it like the they lose in the second movie and in mm-hmm. my in, in my like in my Strikes personal back. opinion that's my favorite one and they lose oh my God. they they end up Which like is the getting one where he ends back. up in the carbonite the second one that, well, the episode five slash the second one. Um, yeah, The Empire Strikes Back to me is is a really good movie. You really have them, like, pushed up against, like, hard times. That's because you and took away the best character and you put him in Carbonite. Not for the whole movie he isn't. But for most of it. No, not for most of it. It feels like for most of it, because I was deprived oh of amazing Han Solo content. No, you really weren't. Yes, I was. Okay, so what you're saying then is that that you really like Han Solo and therefore the movie should is, is fantastic. You like Star Wars. No. Can we cut this short? No. Because they are sleeping on Han Yoda Solo. Yoda is introduced in the second one. Yeah, Yoda. Do- Yoda is exist. awesome. Yoda's awesome. Yes. He's around in the second one. Anyway. Yeah. Point, my point being, my, maybe our argument is just that The Empire Strikes Back is amazing, more so than any of the Star Wars but individually. That's not, you want to convince but, me to watch the second film? <laughs> it's not going to yeah. work. Because the second film isn't the franchise. Let's look at this as a whole. You have your I best can't, character. Though, I can't make that argument. I haven't seen all of it. I don't watch the TV series. I didn't watch okay. The Mandalorian. Okay, let's not get into that. There's a lot We're not going to talk about TV. We're not going to talk about Star Wars TV. We're going to talk, talk about the movies. Let's talk about the movies. You have 4, 5, 6, which is 1, 2, and 3 in reality. And then you have 1, 2, 3, which is any, really 4, 5, I'm 6. I'm making zero argument for 1, 2, 3. Like, I, if I was going to talk about anything, it would be the original trilogy, which is the 4, 5, 6, and then maybe 7, 8, 9. And even that, I don't really feel like I'm equipped to talk about. I really am focusing just on the original trilogy. Like, the start of the thing. But I'm offended. Great standalone. But you're ignoring Forget the Forget everything else that they did. Great standalone all in and of itself. What are the issues? Go ahead. They kill Han Solo. Not in the first three movies. No, but instead they put him in Carbonite and waste my time for a whole movie. Because isn't no. the third one? Isn't the third one him stuck in Carbonite as no, well? It's like no. the continuation. No, your, just felt like it went your on forever. timing is wrong. What happens with him in the Carbonite is at the end of the film, and then he's released from it at the beginning of the next film. It feels it like it very went on brief. for years. It is very, it's very memorable for you, apparently. but Because he's the best character. It's and so I have brief. To, I have to watch Luke Skywalker sa- just go around in love with his sister. Uh, what, about the line, what about the line of, I love you, and he goes, I know. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. You're smirking right now. It's great. What, what's your, so what's the problem? Because I can't watch a whole franchise just to watch Harrison Ford flirt with Carrie Fisher and make that the real star in Star Wars. Because I don't really care Aren't about... you interested in Han Solo's journey? I'm interested in Han Solo and I'm interested in Princess Leia. I don't Aren't even interested- care about Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker hiding inside of a giant camel. Like most things, Or what's though. it called? A tattoo? Luke- or tattoon or whatever? Where a tauntaun. He, a tauntaun. Where he hides in like a camel horse thing for like 20 minutes of the movie is a waste of my time. You've spoke more than I have for my five minutes. Okay, keep going then. You can go over a little bit. It's just, it's so annoying to me 
that like you had. You haven't such a good for me to story. Speak. You had such a good story. Go on, go on. And you're then. wasting it's just so good annoying. characters. Uh, and I do think, like, people hate the prequels, but the prequels are important. You find out that they're siblings. You find out that there was actually a love story with Darth Vader. I don't Vader. know who's convincing who anymore. You honestly. find out there's a love story with Darth Vader, and then you destroy it in the same movie, basically, because she dead. And, you know, why would you kill Natalie Portman? Like, what is wrong with you? And then, of course, like, that... That's, that, that's not in the first one. That's not my point. The prequels, though, like, that whole section is important to later, because you're like, holy shit, no wonder you like her. She's your sister, bro. And then, like, there's a whole kiss thing, which is very cringe. And... Yeah, that's that's one of the bigger mistakes, in my, ooh, in my opinion. I know. The incest is always where you cross the line, isn't it? Um... <laughs> But it's just... When you say you, I just want to be a bit more clear. You mean like the hypothetical one where one crosses the line, right? We're not pointing fingers anywhere here. Jeez. Well, we don't have any siblings to, to base that off of. Um, but We're siblings. Yeah, but we don't have incest. I, yeah. Okay. So. This is going to a really weird place. You're the one that's made it weird. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> Prequels are important. They stick their best character in a substance that makes him silent for a while. And the whole part of Briefly. the thing that's worth my time is the fact that he's funny and he's sarcastic. You need to rewatch just based for on your fucking runtime. <laughs> like you have no concept of how long he's actually in. Because they it's all so blend brief. together. They all blend together, Chelsea. I cannot tell you what happens from one movie to the next. It's Do you all remember the Ewoks? Did it's you see act- the end? Oh my god, Chewie. Chewie and his whole family. I feel so bad for all of them. You like Chewie? Yeah, because they, they... And Chewie and Han Solo, you know, they're a buddy. I love it. So what you're saying is that you like the movies. I like Han Solo, I like Chewie, I like Leia. The rest of them suck. So the majority I of the cast... I even feel bad for Darth Vader you until like he's bad. You like Yoda. Well, Yoda, yeah. And then, of course, in Mandalorian, he's Grogu or whatever, where he's like baby Yoda. That's so no, cute. No, he's not Yoda, though. That's, Grogu. Not, that's a different person. It doesn't matter. They're all the same species. Okay. It's the same cute character. Okay. Just so as a what baby you're saying is like, I win? No, you don't win. I'm not going to watch Star Wars again to fix my timeline issues. The movie's still the same. Oh, God. Just because there's six of them doesn't so mean I that lose? I need to identify. So I lose? Well, I'll probably watch it, but not now. In so years. I win. No, you don't win. <laughs> Pick a lane, woman! Pick a lane! I'm, I'm one of those that's, like, windowing, where you just go in between the you're cars. Just, you're the reason why we have fucking accidents on the, on the highway. Just pick a lane. Do I win? Do I not win? But your whole point is you need to convince me that Star Wars is good. Star I feel War- like I did, because you're you, telling me why but, you think it's good. No! I'm telling you the problems... <laughs> You haven't really told me the problems. You're talking about how much you love you have a Chewie and his characters. family. Han Solo is great. Shit I wish she was in it more. Shit storytelling, decent characters. By the way, Leia's awesome too. I even kind of <laughs> like Darth Vader. This is what you said. Yeah, but Darth Vader. Like, oh, and what that's about why Yoda? That's why oh, well, of are course important. I love Yoda. I think <laughs> you know, there's only the one win. person. The win. Shut up. One person you Shut should up. like. Is the main character. That's fine. You don't have to like the main character and still think the movie is The stormtroopers suck too, because, like, they don't do anything. I love the the accident with the storm. You know the famous classic thing that they did, right? There's a scene with the stormtroopers where they're they're walking through a scene 
and one of them like they always do <laughs> yeah like just in a cluster and the one didn't see the the hanging overhead in front of him and he and he hits his head and not in a little way <laughs> like really cling like and you can hear ding <laughs> like that off of the helmet and they just keep walking like he just shakes his head and just keeps walking <laughs> through and it was never edited out and it's always been, it's one of the classic, like, big goofs that people have left in the movie. Yeah. But I think it's fantastic, and I think it adds way more, in my opinion, because, like, all these stormtroopers are supposed to be, the like, copies of each other. So and they're that mindless. fucking idiot <laughs> is part of that, that means they're all clones. There's a chance that they're all gonna hit that at some point. Just, like, lemmings. Ding, 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 all the way through. So, yeah. So I win one. Yay! Yeah, so now we're, we're both... I don't know. You you, you got two and I got two. If I can convince did you, get two? you, what did you get two for? You gave me Broken Hearts and Outlander. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I should give you Outlander. But no, I did not give you Outlander. Yes, you did. You said oh, I could have it. Yeah, sure. You would enjoy it. You really would. I don't want to go back in time. Sure. Okay. You all chose it. So good. Okay. Um. No, I mean like literally right now. With I you, know I it's happening. <laughs> it's I don't happening. mean like Outlander it's time. It's happening. <sighs> okay. okay. And our very last twist, the sister. For it to go against your Star Wars. Best of fucking luck with this one. Is The Walking Dead. You really believe if you walk back onto that farm alone, no me, no brand, hush up. You really believe they're gonna buy whatever bullshit story you cook up? I thought we worked this all out. We tried to kill each other, man. What you think? We just gonna forget about it all? We're gonna ride off into the sunset together? You're gonna kill me in cold blood? Screw my wife. Have my children, my children, call you daddy. Is that what you want? What happened, Rick? I thought you weren't the good guy anymore. Ain't that what you said? Even right here, right now, you ain't gonna fight for him. I'm a better father than you, Rick. I'm better for Lori than you, man. It's because I'm a better man than you, Rick, because I can be here and I'll fight for it. But you come back here and you just destroy everything. The only thing I really like about The Walking Dead is the sound. The... Like the zombie it. sound? Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it justice. I I really love the sound of their zombies. I think it's great. There's a lot of zombies that are don't sound. We need like to that. also before we start the five minutes, you need to do a bit of backstory. You started watching Walking Dead, and we all started watching Walking Dead because of the fact that you were reviewing it. Yes. Yeah. I so I had yeah. I worked as an entertainment editor. Um, I had to do a review of The Walking Dead. I started watching The Walking Dead. And, and had the entire series, even though it wasn't all out yet. Like, it was a screener copy way in advance. Yeah. And I was like, holy you shit. You were ahead of the game. We were ahead of the game. So I sat and I watched this with, I think, you, Mom, and I think you were watching the, You were watching too. it with Mom initially. I fell out of it after two episodes. I was... I thought you got to three and then you were done. It doesn't matter. No. Early and I, on, and the worst part about it was I'm trying to desperately to put together an article about this and I'm just like I, I, this is unwatchable guys and like you guys are so into it I'm like are we watching the same fucking shit because this is not at all enjoyable to me and you you guys loved it I couldn't wrap my head around it so um, anyway so that that's the backstory of of The Walking Dead I have also tried again to watch it when it became like more very, mainstream. It was very popular, and it ended up on Netflix, so I was like, you know what, I'll give it another try. Even though I freaking owned the thing, I give it another try. You're like, I don't want to be a screener, I want to be a real watcher, i was like, I'm Maybe I was just it. being harsh. Maybe I was having a bad day. And just tried to, like, rule... No. 
It's the same situation. I watch two episodes in, and I'm just done. Okay, so with Walking Dead, you have a huge ensemble cast. And granted, while a lot of times when you have a huge ensemble, ca- a, a huge ensemble cast, um, sometimes it's too many cooks in the kitchen. Sometimes it's really... Can't focus on... You, you, don't, you can't focus on one storyline because yeah. there's like seven going on. Now, what they do in The Walking Dead is, while in the first couple seasons where they are all stuck in a group together, that is the case where you have a lot going on with, like, these two people have a blossoming romance, even though the world is over. This person has a family, he's got to protect them while this is going on. And, like, they all have their own shit going on. They remain in a group. Now, as the show goes on, people get separated. People have different, um ideas about what the future should be like and it causes a lot of rifts and stuff which causes a bit of a ripple and you could see them go their own ways while this is going on um a a bit of a side note the walking dead because of its existence they walked literally so that the last of us you know that show that everyone loses their mind about now they walked so they could run because people lose it over the last of us now it's basically um, the same show except you have creatures instead of zombies hold on a second the last of us might have come first last the of last us of us is, based... is a new show but it's based off of a video game yeah that i played it's not important about when the but original work came hold it's on. the show i think that does matter no it doesn't because the comic you could also talk about how the comic existed for The Walking Dead. It's not important where the original... Oh, that's true. Like, it's not important that's where the original true. came from. The important thing is the show, because it gained such traction and people like it, is the reason The Last of Us is a success now. Because the same people that are loving The Walking Dead are the same people that love The Last of Us. And you can try and change my mind about it. It ain't gonna happen. Um, I, also, I really enjoyed... The Last of Us? The Last of Us, yeah. It's basically I the same show. I haven't seen it all the way through. No, I disagree. It's basically the same show. It has um, similarities. In addition to that, when you look at, like, creatures themselves, you I'm have, wrong, like... By the way, Walking Dead came before. Okay, thank you. Um, you know, point to Daisy. Um, when you have creatures that are, like, classic creatures in horror shows and franchises, you have vampires, you have werewolves, you have zombies, you have all this. Zombies are the thing that, based on those options, you'd think would be the least exciting, but their unpredictability is what makes them so exciting. And that's why, in this show, you have it that, even though you have the ensemble cast, any one of them could die at any point, because you just have to let your guard down. For one second. For one second. And that allows the story to be as interesting as it is, because the story at its core is just a story of survival, which people love stories of survival anyway. But it's relatable with or without the whole post-apocalyptic edge to it. Mm-hmm. So it's something that you can get on board with and you can invest in certain characters. Whether or not that person lives or dies for one season or ten seasons, you're still invested in what happens to them and those surrounding them, which is why the whole show is a success. If your favorite character is Rick, you're still going to care about Daryl and you're still going to care about Michonne. You're still going to care about Carol. Like, you're going to go through all these people. Um, I disagree with that, but okay. I, I find that I don't care about any of them. But, but, but like, I, I have an issue with saying that you care about all of them. No, but my point is because you're invested in one, as a result of how the show is structured, you end up caring about the group as a whole. For the first few seasons, because they're together, you need them okay. all to survive. Okay, I see And then later when that. they go, like, when there is a bit of a ripple and people get separated for one reason or another, you get to still have your favorite character have screen time, and you still value them, 
and the show itself is still good on its own. Um, there's people in it that, because you haven't watched it, you don't know are in it. The like, only thing that I found interesting and why I wanted to jump back into it was when they, what's his name? The baddie, the big baddie. Oh, you like Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Yeah. Negan. Negan. When I found out about Negan and his bat with the barbed wire around yeah. it, I was like, maybe I should get back into this. Maybe, maybe this is worth it. I can't, I can't get to if, that part. If you told me who your favorites were, I could tell you whether or not they live to see Negan. Um, whether or not they see Negan. Negan is my favorite. <laughs> that's, that's... You haven't seen Negan, though. Yes, I have. And I've, and my, my husband watches the series, or did watch the series. Even he fell off of it. Um, because he was like, this is ridiculous. Um, Negan, uh, comes back as a good guy later in, on. Yeah, in, like, the final season, like, yeah. why are you I killing know, your one good... Villain. Your one good character, in my mind. Well, you haven't seen it, so you don't know. I've seen enough. I was heavily invested in Daryl the last I was watching it. Yeah. And there are people who die in it in a bit of a shocking way that also make it a very interesting watch. Um, just for the surprise of that. Because you still value that character and you mourn their loss, but you also have to see how it's going to, like, ripple out and affect everyone else. It's something that you can keep watching, and that's why people keep watching it, because you just want to see them get to a point where they can live and have, like, a decent life. Even, like, just managing the zombies, but living a decent life, that is the goal. And they always get nearly there, but then something destroys it, whether that is human beings thinking they have a better idea than you, or they have a better method than you. Or it could be the zombies actually break in and you didn't do a good job of supporting yourself. Or one person does something stupid and it leads to other things. It's so you have a variety of conflicts. Not just people versus yeah. zombies, but people versus people. Yeah. It, it's all the conflict types. Yeah. It's great. Um, so, you're out of time. Yep. I'm not convinced. I And this is why. You have a husband that watches it and that didn't convince you? No. And this is, you just this is where, I'm, this is where anyway. I'm going to, to point out. I have seen later episodes with no context granted and thought this is fucking stupid and I've tried to watch again I was compelled when Negan's character came in and it was all over pop culture I was like okay maybe I'd give this another chance and I still couldn't get into it knowing that I had like a goal like I was looking towards <laughs> this period you're like I would see I'm Denny from Grey's to, be a villain yeah, <laughs> I'm heading to Negan territory and I could not get there I couldn't get past... It was, like, the biggest Did the zombie hurdle. get you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was eaten by zombies at episode one, so it was over for me. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with The Last it of could Us be just, and just not be it, it, with The Walking Dead. I think The just Walking Dead me. just might be a difference of taste as well, though. Yeah, it's a difference of taste, and my taste is... For yeah. me, for me, this is, a, yeah. this is a complete spoiler. So, you don't know about these people, or... You actually, you know about one of... You remember Glenn? I do. Glenn is one of the people that Negan kills. I know. Now, when... I know that. When Negan is introduced, you know he's gonna be, like, a big bad in it, but do you know how heavily invested I was in when he, like, they're in the finale at one point, he sits them all, he captures them all, he sits them in a circle on their knees, and they're, like, crying in the rain, and you don't know who he's gonna kill, and he's, like, doing eeny, meeny, miny, moe with all of them, and it is so stressful for so long, and you think he's gonna kill one person, he kills two people. And I wasn't on board with when he killed one of them, but he kills a guy called Abraham as well, who you wouldn't know, because you didn't watch when he's introduced. But 
you love Abraham and you love Glenn. And the thing that's really devastating is I think Maggie is freaking pregnant with their baby when he murders Glenn in front of her. Which is why I'm a little uncertain of the fact that there's supposed to be, like, a weird romance between Maggie and I'm him holding, later on. I'm holding off laughter. I cannot. Right now. It, it's, Chelsea, it's so devastating. You are so invested. It is and so I, devastating. And I not be more I swear out. to God, if Daryl dies, he dies in the comics. If he dies in the show, I swear, I, I may quit watching. Just because I love him so, so much. Have I somehow twisted you? No, you haven't. It? No, no, I'll, I'll watch the whole thing because I'm pretty sure Daryl's alive. But, like, if he died, oh my god, Chelsea. My heart would break in two. Because I love him so much. Well, he has his own, like, separate standalone series now. As far as I know. Well, that's something else for me to watch. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so that is Twist the Sister Week. Um, I think you win? If... I win? I think we tied, didn't we? Wasn't it two apiece? Did I get three? Did I? I thought I thought I got three out of four. You got girls in Star Wars, and I got Broken Hearts and Outlander. Oh, two and two. So we tied. So we tied. We tied. It's up to you, our lovely listeners. So please fill in the polls, please. And I can't have it be a tie between me and Chelsea for each week. Convince, convince Daisy that Darth Vader is, you know, cool. Well, I don't think no, that wasn't the thing. We Luke, need, we need Luke Skywalker. I'm sorry, Luke Skywalker. Scott, I can't speak. I think the Luke thing, Skywalker the thing that will cool. really decide all of this was how Jojo Rabbit faces Borat because I won for a broke with broken hearts, which was the, our second round. The third round we both won because you said yes to Outlander and I said yes to Girls, and then you won the fourth round because you said no to Walking Dead and I said maybe to Star Wars. Thank you for that excellent recap. And that still doesn't so solve we, any of our, our issues. Our first round, however the audience polls, that will decide right. who really won Very this. nice. Mm. <laughs> hey, mine has a catchphrase, okay? <laughs> Mine's got its own little thing going hey, on. Hey, I have Sassenach in Outlander, which you don't even know about. You don't even know, Chelsea. May the force be with you. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.